Welcome to episode 112, everyone. 112. We're happy to be here. Moving right along. And uh, yeah, today we are super thrilled to have someone on that is and has been a staple in the MS community. Her father, many, many years ago, probably 30 plus years ago, was diagnosed with MS. And back then there weren't any, um, any major therapies treating MS patients. I think um, with the exception of steroids. We talk about that with her. Yeah. Right, right. With the exception of steroids. Um, so having her become an advocate and really keep, keep up with MS, you know, life, I suppose, and, and um, speaking at various MS society workshops and just becoming part of the community means so much, especially for someone who doesn't have MS. But of course, you yeah. know, she cares about her father. So she wants to do all that, that she can for him. Um, so it was an absolute pleasure speaking with her and she was extremely generous with her time and we are grateful for that um, and just grateful to have her in, in the community still and um, and speaking with us. Yeah, yeah. I think that, well, first of all, Richard Pryor is who we're talking about and Rain Pryor is our guest. Um I think that Richard Pryor was, well, I guess for people of a certain age, I keep realizing like I'm old, 40, I'm old. So younger <laughs> folks might, might not be as uh, familiar with Richard Pryor as some of us are. But for a lot of people, Richard Pryor was the first, um, their first encounter with MS. Um, mm -hmm. I know for me, you know, this was, you know, years, obviously, before I was diagnosed. Um, and when I was diagnosed, I think, you know, Richard Pryor is someone who automatically came to mind. Um, so, right. yeah. Yeah. When, when I learned about MS, I immediately thought of Richard Pryor. And um, I remember watching him on the 2020 Barbara Walters special talking mm -hmm. about MS. And um, so, yeah, that was my first association or introduction yeah. into what this disease is all about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and he was just a larger than life person. Like we, we talk about with rain. Yeah. Um, he was an, a wonderful comedian, the, the best. Absolutely. There would be no, Black comedy specifically as we know it today without Richard Pryor just would not exist. Right. So yeah, he's a legend. Right. Yeah. So, so I, I guess we sound subdued, but I'm really excited to, to talk with Rain and, yeah. and to know her now. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. And as Dawn mentioned, she was very generous with her time. She has a lot going on. Um, in her personal life. So it really meant a lot to us that she was able to carve out some time and chat with us for a bit. Um, yeah, she's just a wonderful person. And we're hoping that she's going to join us later on in the season. But um, this is a fantastic introduction. Yes. 
So sit back and enjoy. Welcome to season four of the Myelin and Melanin podcast. I'm Dawn. And I'm Dana. We are two Black women sharing our musings on life, MS, and everything in between. You can find us on the web at myelinandmelanin.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at myelinmelanin. Also, don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube. Welcome, Rain. It is a pleasure to have you on with us today. So thank you. Thank you. Yes, we're super excited. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, we know that things are crazy in the country with everything that's going on. So we extra, extra appreciate this moment of, you know, kind of like <laughs> relax and talk among right. all this, amid all this craziness. So we thank you. We need it. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people have many memories of your father. Yes. He was yes. a larger than life personality. Um, I think everybody has their own personal relationship, even if they yes. didn't know him. Yep. You know, um, I, I can tell my quick two minute story. Yes. I have my own personal relationship with your dad and I don't even know your dad. <laughs> But it's, it's attached to my grandmother and my grandmother was my world. And I remember watching movies with her um, and seeing him and I just fell in love with him and Gene Wilder. And I'll, I'll just never forget that. And of course, when he was diagnosed, he gave an interview and that was my first introduction or uh, association with what this MS thing is. Right. Yeah. 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 So my first introduction, I was 16 years old and it was right after someone thought he was, he was somewhere and someone thought he was drunk and it, and it turned out it was multiple sclerosis and he started talk about it. So I was, that was in 1986 and it was before they had even Copaxin wasn't out yet. Mm -hmm. It hadn't come back and come out until a little bit after that. And he was so progressed, like he couldn't take the Copaxin, mm-hmm. you know, and I remember seeing some of the bottles because, you know, it used to be in shot. So right. I don't know if it still is, but yeah, not that interesting? So, yeah. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Back then, they, there weren't any disease modifying therapies that were treating a progressive or even relapsing remitting. Uh, yeah. And I don't know what your father was diagnosed with initially. Um, relapsing but remitting there was nothing. And it was progressive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And now they have, for example, Dana and I met on a Lemtrada Facebook group. So Lemtrada is another disease yep. modifying therapy. Mm-hmm. And it worked for me, but it didn't work for Dana. And so now she's taking Ocrevus, which is another, there's like, I don't know, how many drugs are there now? Like 17. Yeah. Yeah. 17 drugs. Right. And when we were diagnosed, um, so I was diagnosed in 2004 and Dawn in 2000, there were just the three injectable drugs at that point in time. So it's just amazing thinking about how far MS therapies have come um, in a really short period of time, like all things considered. So, you know, I was an MS ambassador. So yeah. for a long time, 
you know, I, as a as a caregiver and a family member of someone with multiple sclerosis, I learned a lot about you know interferon and mm -hmm. the different like the two I guess that were out were um, the bi I think Biogen had one and Pfizer at the yeah, time. Avanex <laughs> yeah, Avanex. Yeah, Avanex. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, know, I know what you all been through. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And it's amazing the advancements that have happened. Yes, that's what that's what excites me is there are advancements. And of course, you know, you always want, you know, just like with anything that comes out that's new and it's different than it was before. And my whole thing was letting people know not everyone ends up like my dad. Mm -hmm. So and to keep to you know because of the treatments that are out there you don't have to be like there's right. you know life is prolonged now and situations mm -hmm. are different and thank goodness for science right <laughs> definitely yeah absolutely I think, yeah i think your dad is a lot of times people's first introduction to the idea of ms mm -hmm. especially you know folks like, you know, Don and I have a certain age, you know, who your father, like he's the culture, you know what I'm right. saying? So, right. um, you know, we talk, so first of all, your um, book, Jokes My Father Never Told Me, just <laughs> amazing. So it's thank great. you for writing yeah. that, it really is. Um, so, you know, as I was reading, it really seemed like your dad, you know, there was tension between him, you know, accepting the fact that he has you know a chronic progressive illness and mm -hmm. then balancing his role as a public figure right um how did you um what are your thoughts about that did you observe kind of the maybe it's crazy me saying did you observe his internal struggle but you know what i'm saying well, like you know, what you, i what i observed and because it was a different era and so yeah. in that era it's like you don't tell people Mm-hmm. You know, these yeah, assumptions yes. let's say it's like you'll talk about it like he did once to say, well, I have multiple sclerosis, and then it's like, and over here we have blah 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 blah. Right, right. Like right. we're just not gonna talk about it. And you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're gonna do your best to show people you're not feeling well. You know what I mean? Yes, so yes. We don't show in our mm -hmm. household, it was different, obviously, but it's like right. you don't talk about it and yeah. I mean, it, and I think nowadays it's so different. Like, again, it's so different that we can say, this is what's going on, you know? And mm -hmm. I think I learned that from him. I don't really care anymore. I'm just like, mm -hmm. right. you know, right. it, well, it's life. Yeah. yeah, it's life. And I also think it allows people the opportunity to understand um, when someone was able to really talk about multiple sclerosis. I think to me, it allows people to understand um, what people go through and not everybody is superhuman. Mm -hmm. you know, yep. we, I think, but we think superhuman in our own way because we're we're gonna face that challenge head on. You know, yes. we're gonna keep going. And so what I saw with him, I think the hardest part for daddy was, you know, he he still wanted to drive all over the place. He still wanted to be on stage all the time mm -hmm. and tell the jokes and you know, you could tell they were in his head, but couldn't come out, mm -hmm. you know, because that's somehow that's what it really started to affect was for him, his voice, you mm -hmm. know, and I think that that was harder for him, you know, that he didn't really want to go out all the time or be seen. And so that, right. that, that was hard, you know, and it, and it was hard 
to to watch and to understand. And there were days where you could say, okay, you could try, try a little harder. Like when the, you know, um, visiting um, therapists would come, you know, try a little harder to stand up and you realize it's not because he's not trying hard. Mm -mm. It's today's just a no day. One of those days. (laughs) That's right. You know, sometimes it's days like that and then bam. Right. Yes. he, He could. So, yeah. And, you know, he was this larger than life personality. And he, yeah. this season, we are talking about taking up space. And it seemed like, you know, his comedy, his persona, like who he was, he was Richard Pryor. He took up space. He, yeah. and he owned it. He claimed it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, when MS came in, that took up the space. But it, did, it, did it seem to you like he surrendered or succumbed to MS and like made space for MS and allowed MS to take up the space with him? I think he just, I, I think he just was like, okay, it's here. How do we beat this thing? Like that was like, how do I, how do we, how are we? How are we going to yeah. get, you know? But it wasn't something that was constantly wrapped about, you know, it wasn't some right. conversation that we had. You know, I'm, I'm snapping because there's talking. There's like, you know, it was <laughs> like life is happening. Um, yep. So it was That's right. <laughs> what I think took space was how how do we create a new version of normal? Yes. Yeah, like that's that's kind of where the space went. How do we create this new version of normal, accept the realities of what we're facing right now and keep it moving? Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Whatever that means. Sometimes it's physical, sometimes it's just emotional, sometimes it's a little mental, but yeah, that's kind of where it was at. How do we keep this moving? Yes. Something that we talk also about, so we talk about not trying to recreate the past right that's something that is key and critical when you have a disease like ms you're not always going to be able to do things like you did it you know two years ago or even maybe five minutes ago you can't just you got to keep going you know however yeah however makes sense to you now so yeah yeah. and you know i think for us as his children we we tried to do that we tried to Mm -hmm. you know kind of stay in the moment. And I think little kids are better than that. I think the younger ones were better at that than us, the older ones, because mm-hmm. I think there's a part of us that still wanted older dad. Right, you know? yeah. Um, and they were more used to this version of of daddy. Right, right. You know, and we're a little more laid back and like, oh, okay, you know. Okay, right, right. exactly. Yeah. You were able to manage the uncertainties that MS brought it seems that that's what it sounds like you were yeah, saying absolutely yeah yeah I mean it's hard for sure but absolutely. like seeing the new normal and knowing that this is an uncertain disease today is not going to be like yesterday right. yesterday's not going to be like the day before you know absolutely. so let's just roll let's just keep going and like you were saying when the therapist would come today's just not a good day, you know, and, and accept that and, and own it. And yeah. other days then would be like, awesome. And you could, you know, just like with anybody, when you go over to that hurdle, whatever that hurdle is, you know, and it's all individual, as you know, when you have multiple yep. sclerosis, mm-hmm. you know, so when it happened that he made that hurdle, it felt good. 
Yes. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, we are so appreciative. We really are. And we want to thank you for being an ambassador and just, yes. you know, <laughs> diving into the MS community when you really, you didn't have to, you chose to do it. And a lot of I people did. shy away. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. And you know, it's, it was, it's been an honor and was an honor to be a part and to, you know, my favorite thing was being able to talk to scientists and I talked to some great people at John Hopkins and from Minnesota, you know, about the research. And, you know, we talked about new technologies like nanotechnology to be used that could actually work in the spinal column. Yeah. It's, been, it's so part of something that's, you know, positive. And I like the research of it, mm -hmm. of multiple sclerosis and the studies. That's, that's where my interest is and still, you know, and was. Do you still, are you still involved in, I mean, obviously not to the extent that you were um, when he was alive, but do you still like, you know, keep abreast of? I do. I'm just I curious. Keep, yeah. I do keep abreast because I'm so fascinated. Right. Um, but now it's sent me in other ways. So I will tell you, even with, you know, everything that we're going, that's going on in the world in general. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, even though acting has always been my number one thing and COVID kind of took that away because I can't travel and I'm, I live in Baltimore. So I've been thinking of other things I'd want to do. And I'm actually, you know, con really considering nursing school just for the mm. fact of, I like helping people. I like being present and available to do that. Hold on one sec. Sure, I'm on an interview, sure. love, you know, so. <laughs> Yeah. No, that's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. I just yeah. had a friend change careers and she went into nursing school See? and she is now an ER nurse. Yeah. yeah. She's and 47. We need them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. We need them. And I don't know where that will, you know, kind of take me, but I'm excited about it. Cause I just think that's always been a leaning, but I never, you know, life happens and then you just never yep. finish and follow through. But I feel also at my age, it's the perfect job for someone who's in their fifties. Like, I'm like, you know, cause in terms of like, tra I've traveled, I've done a lot, you know, I can be present and available in right. that way. And I think through my own experiences can be very helpful, you know? And really what a way to honor your dad, you know, yeah. just thinking back to the book, you know, you talked about, you know, when you got involved um, as an MS ambassador, really using your voice because he couldn't use his voice Absolutely. and really thinking about this new career as really using your voice. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, there's something to be said for just, you know, even if, whether you're religious or not, right? But if you are religious, everything always talks about being of service and helping other people. Mm -hmm. And I do that anyway. So why not take it this extra step further? And yes, entertainment is, the, is a form of that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a form of making people laugh and it's healing to laugh and it's, it's healing to help people feel maybe emotions they haven't tapped into, you know? And this is that other layer 
you know, now it's like, right. okay, how are you feeling today? This will be just a little prick. Don't worry. You know, like, right, right. <laughs> you know, it's taking a little bit of blood. Right. <laughs> how can I make you comfortable? You know, I think when we do that, we also enhance ourselves in some way. You know, I think yeah. it's good to be, you know, not everyone has money to give, but I think people have their time. And yep. that's kind of what I think is more most valuable. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's the Absolutely. love language, quality time. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. The language is a love. I love it. <laughs> we, we need people like you. And like I said, we are so grateful, you know, just to be involved and, and care. And that means so much to this community and to mm-hmm. people like myself and Dana. Um, um, it, it, it really means a lot. So thank you yes thank you so much thank you thanks for tuning in to the myelin and melanin podcast you can find us on the web at myelinandmelanin.com facebook instagram and twitter at myelin melanin don't forget to leave us a five-star rating on apple podcasts thanks for tuning in and we'll talk to you soon bye bye